Welcome, everybody, to the Ron and Craig Show. I'm Craig. And I'm Ron. And today, our special guest is Terry McNeely, stand-up comedian and actor. He is with us right now. Terry, how are you doing? How are you doing, guys? Doing great. Terry, where are you at? Where are you calling from? I'm in the middle of Long Island. Awesome. Long Island. I love that. Yeah. We're down in South Carolina. (laughs) Now, uh, Terry, you, man, you are busy. Dude, you are everywhere. Like, uh, you're headlining, you're... uh, I got bills. Yeah, I got. Do you, do you have any kids? Do you have any kids? No. Oh, okay, That's wait till the whole act's about. Okay, yeah, wait till that happens. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but I'm just saying, you think Bill's now? But uh, no, you're like uh, you. Uh, let's see, you were on The Good Wife, right? Uh, uh, and uh, uh, also on Blue Bloods and in um, Gotham. Empire. Gotham. I mean, you're like you're like all over the place right now. Whatever, whatever they need a cop. That's where I am. <laughs> you got the cop look. What, Apparently, what? the uh, the, the casting agency is a racist, so they need a cop. <laughs> they call they call they call the 46-year-old Irish guy. Yeah, yeah. We need somebody to beat some kids up. What are you doing? Yeah, go. <laughs> <laughs> we, we we can't have anyone else do it. It's got to be you. So Terry, tell us oh, what are you actually working on right now? What are what are you doing a recurring role in right now? Just for those that may not know exactly. I'm like a set cop on this city on a hill thing now with Kevin Bacon. It takes place in Boston, but it's all filmed in New York. <laughs> oh wow! Okay. I don't know how they do that. But. I don't either, man. I lived in Boston for a while, and that's uh, that's a hard city to duplicate. I mean, especially yeah, the smell. Thank God they're not doing that. I don't that. get it either. I, I, I was bewildered by it, but <laughs> I guess Kevin Bacon didn't want to move to uh, Boston. That was not the yeah, issue. Yeah, yeah, I guess he could. Yeah, just nope. I'm doing it here. All right, yeah. Uh, now, now it's Beacon Street. That's what it is. And on top of that, Jerry, you're doing stand up like crazy, right? Yeah, well, now I'm trying to do a lot of the that other jobs, the, the fake cop thing, for the next couple of weeks because I'm, uh, I'm on pulling a, people a, over yeah. in your part time. Is that just, hey. no, 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 not that kind of. Thing. <laughs> I was about to say, hey, you know, like, uh, don't give my uh, don't give Craig here any ideas because yeah, I'm trying to do as much as that, that as possible because I'm going I'm going on a three week tour uh, okay. all over this side of the United States, the east, the eastern half. <laughs> Oh, okay. All right. Fantastic. Well, uh, my OCD, let me just tell you, my OCD partner here, Craig, he, uh, he, what he does is he gets a list, okay, of questions, okay? And what we usually do is tell a guest, like, okay, pick a number, and, uh, and he has, how many do you have, Craig? 14. 14. I'm not. I'm not kidding. I, this is absolutely. This guy. This guy. This guy has a go. Just a little side note. He has a ongoing list uh, in his head that he has actually written down of the best restrooms, public restrooms, to frequent in Greenville, South Carolina. And I couldn't make that up, I, Craig. So you're, he's the George Costanza. Oh my God! Are you? <laughs> this guy's like. I just was in there. I couldn't believe it. Like there was no music. There was nothing. It was just silence. What's the What's the best bathroom? In, in Greenville, Craig. Uh, the QT gas station is the first one. <laughs> there you go. If you're from out of town, QT. <laughs> if you so now you know. Welcome to my world. All right. I can, all right. But uh, he has you like guys, you guys are blowing my whole impression of South Carolina. I thought you pissed on outside on the lawn. <laughs> oh no, no, I did that before I came in. But, I mean, it's just that's part of the perks. What do you mean? It's not just the lower taxes. I mean, come on. Uh, yeah, I, I'm. I'm also firing my gun while I do it. I just <laughs> I'm out there going, hey, what? What that ant was gonna bite me <laughs> it's just something well, we I, get to i do. hate when it's chilly like it is now yeah. oh yeah well it's high 40s to like mid 60s 
And then you go outside and it gets a little chilly and you're like, oh, that's entrapment. I got to piss now. I'm yeah, gonna- yeah, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I, you, should, you would love South Carolina. It's a great place. Um, but, uh, Craig, okay, look, see, I'm getting the eye. Yeah, you can't tell. It's radio. You know, I mean, you, know, you can't tell, but, you know, I'm, I'm actually, you know, a really handsome guy. And Craig over here is giving me the ugly eye. And, uh, <laughs> which means we got to get to the question. So, one to 14. Okay, and you get to pick a number. So uh, I'll go right in the middle, seven. Okay, go ahead, Craig. All right, number keep... seven. What are your career goals? Uh, um, I'm guessing. I want to get a big. I want to get a. I don't want to be like like a major actor. I want to be big enough to have a a credit, a good credit on a major show where I'm known, so that I could just headline any place I want to. Oh yeah, just walk you know, in. Yeah, you know, like uh, like the guy who played what's his name, Patton Oswalt. So he was like Spence. He was like a little sidekick. In Spence. So he could just walk in anywhere and go, "Hey, I'm, yeah." Hey, so hey, now hey. he he could basically walks in any comedy club in the country, and they they like, "Oh, that oh, it's Patton Oswalt. Throw him up." Oh, yeah, throw him right now. Yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah, got a place right. to stay. You, you have a huge credit like that. You you could you literally just contact the clubs and they go, "Oh, oh okay, it was Spence. Yeah, good <laughs> headlining weekend, yeah, four days." Excellent. So Terry, but. But you also do it because you like acting, right? You enjoy that too, right? Yeah, I like, I like it a lot. Yeah. I did uh, a uh, Little Caesars commercial a couple years ago. No, we were going to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. You, you, there yeah, you go. Nice. And I, I'm like, it was funny because everybody's like, oh, this is brutal. We're doing like 40 takes. I'm like, no, this is, a, this is hysterical. It was so much fun. So uh, yeah. I kept walking in and I would like improv and act different every single time. And oh, at one point you? I did like a – because when I went in there, they told me be – be like an obnoxious corporate schmuck like Alec Baldwin, kind of like a kind of guy. I'm yeah, like, you oh, came yeah, across yeah, really that. like Baldwin. You did. That yeah. was awesome. <laughs> I thought for a while, I was like, that sounds like Alec Baldwin. I'm like, I, I know it's not, but it sounds a lot like the guy. It, it's hey, like, you know, what's funny is um, uh, me and Alec Baldwin have like a, this ongoing thing for years. I, I, he's not aware of it, but I am. Like he, <laughs> I, was his, I was his UPS driver. Okay. Uh, before I did comedy, I was a UPS guy in the Hamptons for 13 years. And, oh wow! Uh, I, I left in an accident through the windshield, but I left with a pension, so that's amazing. <laughs> that's oh great. wow! Yeah, so I, uh, but I delivered to his house, and then I actually used to do his his brother Stephen's face, like the, like the goofy smile with the squinty eyes. Yeah. And I hand the package to him, and he goes, "Do I get a sign?" And I'm like, "No, no, everything's good. Have a good weekend." And I turn around, I go, "Hey, you have my friends. Tell me I can do a good impression of your brother Stephen." And I made the goofy face. He didn't even smirk laugh smile nothing looked at me stone face and he goes do your friends tell you you're an asshole wow. oh and what I a said, nice yeah, yeah, guy yeah all the time and he goes yup and slams the door in my face wow <laughs> what a nice guy what just and what a genuine man of the people yeah he's just he's such an abrasive schmuck like he's, he's got such problems <laughs> besides the fact that he's a liberal so he obviously has mental disorder also, but <laughs> yeah, okay. he, uh, but he has, uh, and then uh, eight months ago, he puts up a tweet and says, I'm going to, I'm going to starve myself. I'm going on a, a fast, I'm fasting for the immigrants. And I tweeted to him, it'll take you seven years to die. You <laughs> and he blocked me on Twitter. <laughs> no, this no way. I woke no. up and it said, Alec Baldwin blocked you. <laughs> so I screenshotted that and put it on Instagram, and it got like 10,000 likes. Wow. <laughs> hey, I'm telling you like what. That. What did you tell him again, Terry? You said what, though? 
he was, he was he was fasting for the for the you know yeah. the, uh, the 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 Mexican immigrants because oh, he was against yeah. against Good Trump. God. And I said it'll take you it'll take you seven years to weather away you you fat Mazapico son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, you said that. John. <laughs> Yeah. Jerry, you know he, I like. I like this now. I, I like this guy. I like this guy. <laughs> all right, I, I do. I, I, mean, I all I got to go on. I'm watching your stand-up's great. I see on the show and stuff. But you know, until we interview people, I have no idea who they are. Yeah, you know, it's on, like you know, I already see the title of the show. The guy that got blocked. <laughs> the guy that got blocked on Twitter. People are going yeah, to so hear pe- this. You're, you're giving people. People use some guys. Uh, the host of the comedy clubs. They'll use that as a credit. Yeah. Like, you, saw, you saw this guy on Comedy Central TLC, and he's blocked on uh, by Alex Baldwin on Twitter. And then I'm like, yeah. and I, as they bring me up, and I'm like, oh my god! Hey man, <laughs> let me tell you though, you're you're man, you're doing some brave <laughs> stuff by being as as right as you are uh, like in that industry. I mean, have you had any blowback from that? I mean, oh yeah. I yeah. mean, must I mean, be. There's, there's, there's bookers that are bedwetting liberals that like soon as I became friends with them on Facebook and I'm very vocal on Facebook and, uh, you know, and, and Instagram, especially it's very political yeah, it's all right. comedy and politics. And I don't really put my life on Instagram and stuff. I don't put my, but, but even my regular, I have a fan page on term, you know, comedian on, on Facebook. That's uh, that's mostly politics and comedy. Right. And, uh, yeah, I've had bookers like, you know, as soon as I've friended them on Facebook, all of a sudden they're like, we were talking like, oh, we got new shows. I'm hearing good things about you. I don't know. Uh, you could probably headline. You know, I'm not even going to feature you, which I usually do first. I'll just bring you right in as a headliner. And then I became friends with them. And then they never called me. And I went, oh. And then I go down his page. And I see all this Trump hating stuff. And I go, oh, he saw my Hillary hating stuff. So now he's not going to hire me. Yeah, man. And it's amazing because as a comedian, most of my friends are liberals. So, of course. Don't, yeah. I don't, I don't hate them for having horrible decision-making skills i just i just like that they're just friends of mine that's all well i mean exactly i mean and the thing is you know the 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 one group that lectures people the most on tolerance is guess Uh what friends and neighbors get ready for it the least tolerant okay it's like okay at least Come on. The least tolerant, the most racist, deep down. <laughs> deep about it. T- read about it. Read about it. Come the, on. The, the most unaware of and uneducated about science because they think there's 33 genders. <laughs> there's 33. And they think that the earth's getting warm, which is, if you watch it, there's a, there's, a, there's a clip on YouTube with this guy, Dan Penna. And he just totally, I put it on Instagram. It's probably my last post. And he literally just proves it, that they would never approve mass condominium building in florida if they thought the ocean level was going to rise 10 feet because there wouldn't be any such thing as florida it'd be underwater oh i know we've only got 12 years right yeah he literally um, yeah oh yeah 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 thanks for that 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 buy everything now new york buy everything now that's i'm willing to i'm willing to buy on the cheap if we only got 12 years i've got an idea you know i mean uh, put your money where your mouth is i will buy all of your stuff what's it worth Go have fun. Yeah, if you only got twelve years, just empty out your bank account. There go, you on go. A, go on a cocaine and <laughs> exactly. What are you gonna do? Get it? I, I, I hey, I've already told my wife. I said, listen, if I make it to eighty, it's hookers and heroin. I'm sorry, you know, it's just that's what's happening. All right, because I've been a good boy all this time, but uh, it, it, we we that, that that's my one pass if I make it to eighty. But at, at the way my brain's degrading, I won't even know what's what, so it won't matter. But it's, yeah, it's, to, it's, to answer your question, it's funny about the blowback. Oh yeah, I, I do. I do get blowback, but on the opposite end, 
before when I was just like goofing around and putting up posters, comedy posters and whatnot, I'd have like 2000 followers on Twitter and 2000 followers on Instagram. And since I started going this hardcore obnoxious, like in your face, ha ha, we won thing about being pro Trump. Right. I, my stuff's gone up to 25,000 on both. <laughs> uh, my, my fan page is 40,000. Like, like, and a lot of the comedians all now are like, Oh, I was talking to my wife, and you know, she was saying, you know, don't do this. You're going to alienate half your fans. And I go, good. That's the half of the fans that don't laugh. They're not allowed to laugh at humor anymore. Everything's offensive. Right, so I don't it's... want those people in my in my rooms when I'm doing comedy because those are the people. Whenever I do Manhattan, you got some some girl with purple pigtails will stand up in the back and go, that was disgusting. I can't believe you said something about Puerto Ricans. I'm going home and I'm blogging about you and ruining your career. Like I don't want those people in the in the comedy clubs. Because they're incapable of achieving joy or understanding humor, and and, and, and they're killing humor. They're killing humor. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're, they're killing, killing humor. Everything's a trigger. Because I mean, when what what it is is like it, and it's sad. I don't care if you're a liberal conservative. I don't care, libertarian, whatever you are. Look, humor's dying because people are so easily triggered because that's all they got all they got is their identity like i yep. am a this and don't you dare talk about this or i must be triggered for what yeah what does your triggering get you i mean it, and the whole, it, and the whole tolerance thing you said too is totally true because i don't hate people that vote for democrats but democrats hate me for wearing a red hat yeah i mean and like, it, that's a like, trigger like, now it's, That's a trigger. Uh, now, now my fashion offends you. When does it end? When well, does it end? I'm with Craig here, and his fashion has offended a lot of people. Without even, you know, <laughs> d d that just happens. I mean, he's got this gay cowboy shirt. I swear to God. I mean, it's like I don't know why he wears. It. I'm like Craig. You know, we had a fashion lady on earlier, another show, and I was. I wondered if you asked him. I said, "Are you going to wear the gay cowboy shirt?" But then again, you know, it's radio, so whatever. Uh, no, you you know what? You're speaking the truth, though, and it is absolutely true. Uh, here's a great example. All right, I saw where there was going to be a screening, okay, of uh, Mel Brooks' classic, one of the best, the, the best movies I have ever seen, and I have never laughed so hard, Blazing Saddles, okay? Yeah. The the screening room was full of lefty liberals laughing their butts oh off because you know God. why it was allowed. And yeah. when it's allowed, when you're allowed to laugh and, and not supposed to laugh, you don't have humor anymore. You have control. And that's and that's where I draw the line. I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. I, no, you, you get, nobody can laugh anymore. There's no more jokes. I mean, no, I, I, it's why you don't see all in the family and the Jeffersons on reruns on TV anymore because people would lose their effing minds. Oh, yeah. I mean, you have to go to me TV and everybody watches that is like probably getting the jello, you know, right about when that it's comes on. Unbelievable. I mean, that's uh, me TV. My mom is 83 watches me TV. But uh, oh, my gosh, I'm getting the stare again with the numbers. OK. All right. Uh, see, I told you this is how this happens. Like that's three stairs and three points at my page. So. All right, Terry, give us another number. Give us another number and you get another question. Four. One to 14. Four. Four. Oh, four. OK. Uh, what is your by the way, I did not make these up. OK, what I'm just I'm CYA right now. What is your training or background? So you said you were a UPS driver. Is that uh, was that part yeah, of it? Yeah, all, all I am is I'm. I was, you know, my dad was a basketball coach. My mom was a born again Christian. I 
literally grew up mostly a blue collar guy. I've worked at FedEx, UPS. I did blacktop. I did laid tiles. I delivered tiles. I delivered litho for uh, printing companies like stacks of paper. I'm just a blue collar guy that got into a car accident in UPS. I went to a comedy show. I saw they were having comedy writing classes. I took a class and that's it. I just became a comedian. So I, I mean, I went to like eight of those writing classes, but I, I'm, not, I'm not like I'm not like this major, like you know, oh, I'm gonna go acting school and da, 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 all this. No, I'm just I, I'm, my my friends tell me my act is a list of things I hate. That's literally <laughs> it's, it's 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 literally that's what I used to drive the truck around and when shit bothered me, I'd write it down on a pad, and then I'd kind of go off uh, when I got back out of the truck in my regular car. I would look at the thing I wrote down and I would kind of go off on like a verbal rant and record myself. And then later on, I would like a, a week or two later, I'd turn it into a joke. Cause I don't do like jokes, like set up, set up punch. And I'm like, you know, yeah. mine's just angry storytelling and very opinionated about how everything was awesome in the seventies and eighties and everything is puke today. Yeah. Oh God. So yeah. Terry, I, where did you I go? agree. Was it a local um, comedy place there in your area, or was it like yeah, the UCB uh, theater that people go to? Yeah, no, it's called Governor's Comedy Club. There's three oh, three yeah. of those clubs on Long, on Long Island. There's and, three of them all owned by the same guy, and, uh, and you that's took where riding, I started. You took writing classes, and you took stand-up? classes yeah like, yeah, yeah like a, sta- yeah, like a up class and then like they teach you how to like write jokes and stuff like well, that what about improv Did no i can't do i can't up? do improv i don't huh? understand that I, 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 I actually admire people who do improv because i can't do it but i i've i went to ucb and watched one of their shows and it's just it's just it's not me <laughs> they, you know they'll, they'll be like uh all right you're a tree and i'm like i'm not a tree i'm an angry i'm not I, I would like to be a tree <laughs> yeah. um I, it, we we met uh in improv and i did improv before here's what i describe improv as now this is now i used to actually you know it got paid five bucks up in chicago you know to do it but uh um but here's how i describe improv <laughs> Uh, improv is uh, come come look come see this. It's funny some of the time, and maybe you'll laugh if you know the people that are in it because your friend asked you to come. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's like ninety percent of improv is like if you got five people that are great at the top of their heads. Right. I guess I have to. I, I with my stuff, I have to think about it a little bit more. It's uh, um, uh, it, So how about this? Terry? It was fun. We did a show, stand up improv, where you would get a picture behind you or a word, uh, a wording or a sentence, and then you had to turn around, see it for the first time, and then you had to do stand up improv. Would you do that? <laughs> that was- no, I, I no. honestly wouldn't do anything other than what I'm doing. Like, well, yeah, like why should you change? The guy's doing good. It's, it's weird because I, I don't think the like the major comedy chains they probably don't want stand-up comedians to get into too much into improv because I, I, there's a guy I travel around the country for years and years and he had a viral video like two years ago George Gallo and he's very off the top of his head and he freelances and does characters and faces and voices and stuff like that he's crazy and like he would the, the clubs would go like oh we can't book you because you, you got to do material you got to do your act uh-huh. and he was brilliant and, and people were laughing their ass off but then the, the, like it's almost like the owners sometimes would stunt the comedians by like the stunt that growth and creativity by going like, we want you to have a set act. It's got to be a set. Now thing. Yep. Got to have the yeah, set. And, and you actually get in trouble as a comedian from the owners and bookers for, for creating. It's really weird. I mean, but look, it, 
I just what I I just like doing just regular stand up because I. Just, I mean, you know? I mean, you like do. I mean. Like I did stand up in the eighties, okay, and uh, did some middle or work and stuff like that. But I'm telling you here now, and you know this, and you know what I saw uh, when I first, when I was watching a lot of your stuff. I saw your clip when you came on, and you said, "Hey, let's hear it up. Give it up for these guys that came on before." And you are so right. The hardest thing ever, I don't care ever, is getting up in front of an audience then that's going, "Hey, make me laugh." You know, yeah, and crazy. that is the hardest thing. And uh, I mean, even improv, I mean, doing improv to me was just like fun because you got you have people to play off of, you know, you just whatever, you know, and like I said, funny some of the time and maybe you'll laugh and there's no lines to remember. OK, I mean, it's like lazy actors that basically that's what you do. So, I mean, you know, it is. I mean, come on. I'm going to make up what script, you know, I mean, so that's what you do. But but man, a, a delivered set. Like where you're out there and you're, I mean, that, man, I mean, it's I big, always, big pairs, big pair, big pair. I've always had conversations with guys in bands because I'm friends with a lot of guys in bands. And I'm like, I'm like, we both have pros and cons. Like as a band, you know, like, like not, a, not a huge, com- like I'm not a huge comedian and these aren't huge bands. These are like, you know, local guys. So like we get paid, we get all the money that we negotiated to get paid at the band a lot of times they'll go oh here's 400 dollars split up between the five of you and you can drink all the beer you want yeah so in the in the pay department they get screwed where we get our full money and but but in as far as the stage this like the being nervous and the stage presence part of it you when you're in a band you know there's yeah, five you- guys there's there's 10 eyeballs up there and if there's a hundred people in the audience they're looking at the 10 eyeballs back and forth Probably mostly the singer, almost never the drummer. Right. Uh, the, drum, the, drummer the drummer always, well, the bass guy always catches the, you know, the brunt of being, ignore, of being ignored. But when it's stand up, it's now I have a hundred people, so I have two hundred eyes looking at my two eyes. Exactly. Only. And all exactly. I have up there, I don't have a drum to hide behind, or, or I, there's a mic stand and a stool with a bourbon on it, and that's it. it, it and I, everyone's that... looking at me, and they're going, "Go ahead, asshole, make us laugh." That is, I, I, that is exactly, that is exactly what it is. And think about when, and the people are like, how do you break into it? Well, you break into it by going to these things, these, uh, 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 open mic nights. Open mics. Where there's. And, and bringers. They have bringers in New York City where they'll let you on a real show if you could bring 15 of your friends to Caroline's on a Monday at 6 p.m. Really? Yeah, I, I couldn't. I couldn't get fifteen friends <laughs> when I started to come there on a Saturday night at seven, let alone a Monday night. Right. It, it, and if you don't bring those people, they take time off. They're like, we're, we were going to get ten minutes, but now you're going to four. And yeah, like, now you four. got four minutes because you only bought like five people, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and that's it. I mean, and people, and like the other way, open. My, oh my god, open mics. Comedians performing for other comedians that don't ever laugh, all right? Yeah, that's, well, that, well, that's it, that because they're, they're, they're your competition, so they don't want you to – they don't want you to look like you're, look like you're killing because exactly. maybe they were going to get a guest spot at that comedy club this week, but if you they laugh at you, you might get their guest spot. So you have – Right, eight, vicious, eight miserable, vicious. Miserable, jaded, uh, competitive creeps. <laughs> 
with, <laughs> with, with, with their arms crossed and a yes. notebook in front of them, yes. and they're just not, they refuse to laugh at anything, yes. no matter how No matter how good it is. I know, exactly. It's like they sit back and they're going, okay, yeah, whatever, yeah, it was a good set, good you know, set. And there's yeah. almost no civilians in the audience. It's all comedians. <laughs> it's all comedians, yeah. Like, yeah, it's, it's like, it's like all of a sudden you're like, oh, Johnny has his aunt, his aunt Sally and his Uncle Tom. <laughs> Holy crap, there's two non-comedians, and those are the only two people that are laughing at you. Or they bought like five of their friends, right? And this is the and one. There's always the one guy, and he's not. This is his first time doing doing the yeah. open mic, and all five. And he bought five of his friends, and they've been drinking, okay. Yeah. And then so when you go up. Okay, no, but then he goes up, they're cheering, they're laughing, man, you know, and then that guy's back next week, but his friends aren't there. <laughs> yeah, whenever, whenever I, write, I, I run a show and I put a couple of beginners on, yeah, that's what you do. You, you, you book the, the guys that just started right? because right. because guys have been in a little while, they've already blown their nut with their friends, and then their friends go, <laughs> I already saw you two months ago, I, I don't need to come see you yeah, again. Yeah, I already laughed once. So, so, so their friends are all spent, so you put the new guys on the show. Right. And then it's funny. I, I I go up there. I go. Listen, this is just a show. It's not a contest. If your friend isn't the funniest one, you could still laugh at the other guys. It's not, nobody's winning money here. It's not yeah, a contest. There's no laugh off. Everybody's allowed to laugh, so we all have a good show instead of you guys crossing your arms like creeps and, and mean mugging the comic that's on right now. And, and 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 it happens. Oh my gosh. So I mean, and that's half the over half the audience. So, you know, even if you kill, I always said, like, if you get, if you really get a big laugh at a, at an open mic, that's yeah. your gold. Go to that. Keep that. That's the great <laughs> stuff. Cause man, that's the hardest audience. That's the hardest audience ever. I mean, a, a lot of the other people, saying they want to laugh, you know, they've already had three drinks. Their friends are there. You know, uh, no, I'm sorry. Worst, Craig's the, raising his hand. <laughs> the the worst, and the worst thing that they do to, 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 when you're, like my friends say, my friends want to come see me. They go, what time are you like? I'm like, yeah, I have a show Saturday at eight. What time do you go on? What <laughs> yeah. Time do I yeah. go on. I just told you the show is at eight. No, I know, but what time do you go on stage? I go, you can't just come in just for me and leave, asshole. <laughs> like, God forbid you sit down and listen to live comedy for 90, 90 minutes of your life. Right. What are you doing? You, you're sitting on your couch playing on Instagram. <laughs> you, you're playing video games as a 40-year-old, so you should probably kill yourself right there. <laughs> Um, like seriously, right? What, what time? Do, what time do you go on? Like, I go. Now you're making me look like a selfish asshole. Go, I'm gonna pop in and go. Oh, Terry's done. I'm out of here. Uh, yeah, at no, seven. At seven fifty, all the audience commit, left. Yeah, you commit to the whole fucking show, or don't you? Don't show up at all. I've seen that happen before, where there was like a choir of kids singing. Uh, went to see some family, and uh, there was people that actually left when their kids got through, and there were still like three other classes that had to come up. Oh, like, that's horrible! Uh, yeah, it really was. So, Terry, uh, what you <laughs> he's just, uh, yeah, time monster over here is like been. Uh, we've had a great conversation. By the way, it is the Ron and Craig show, and uh -huh. I'd like to introduce Craig, a guy who actually talks at times and gets a word. <laughs> yeah, I told you, ADD, OCD. Okay, all right, and I am not. On meds. Hey, I like just it. so you I know. Like it. Just it's so you know. Combination. I, I am on meds. So Terry, what I was well, you, well, well, you guys should both never come and see my show. <laughs> okay, that, I'll tell I, you why. 
You got it. Because one of my bits is how OCD and ADD are are fake disorders. It's Uh, all for attention. Oh, hey, uh, look. uh, I I literally say ADD. Yeah. In 1978, your kid was an a-hole that didn't know how to pay attention. (laughs) Bring this chair home tonight. Smash your son Sebastian (laughs) in the back of the medulla oblongata. You are are taught by Dr. Terry McNeely. He'll always pay attention for the rest of his life. (laughs) As soon as you hit him in the head with a chair. <laughs> you're talking, to, you're preaching to the choir. That's why I say I'm not medicated. Because it's like, I'm. look, I'm like, listen, my, and boy, this is the, me and my wife, okay? Because my wife, she's been on the internet enough to be a doctor now. And uh, she is absolutely sure. She goes, she goes, you know you have ADD. You know you have ADD. Like, all the time, you know? And I'm like, no, okay, fine. If I have ADD, what do you have? You've just said ADD like four times. What, what, what is that? I mean, I think you're the one. You've got ADD. And then it, it, it just spirals. It just it just spirals out of control from there. Yeah, we used to call the we we used to have words like uh, crazy, weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know. Uh, you know. Yeah, like, that, that, that that's the freak show of the classroom. That yeah. Guy. Yeah. Like who's that guy? Think. I don't know. He's a creep. He's weird. Well, I you just, can't do any yeah. of that anymore. Everything's everything's mean. So they they assign a three letter an acronym to everybody. And so no one no one can just be an, like like I said like you were just an asshole. Yeah, you are, you were an yeah. antisocial freak show. That's all you were. Yeah, and if if you and if you were a girl, you were always invited to the party. Okay, I mean and that's OCD, how that <laughs> OCD. You were just you were just like Michelle, the obsessive girl yeah. that needs to flick the the, the light switch fourteen times. If we, yeah, are, are, uh, Craig, are you okay? Are you yeah. okay? Were you just triggered? I'm sorry. I think you see. He's trying to ask his question. He's still trying to ask his question. Okay. Well, you're raising your hand. You're raising yes. your hand, and I'm on the phone. He, like, was, he was. He was raising his hand. It's it's a radio hand, so it's different. But uh, so, <laughs> okay, Craig, here, here, I'm giving you the sheet. Well, I was I'm just going to ask you, when did you get your break? So you did a lot of open mics. When did you finally get that paid break? When folks say, "Hey, we want you to be a headliner. We're going to pay you to be you." There. You have to be willing to go and do great shows for six minutes and get paid nothing for two or yep. three years. Yep. So you have to have a job. I was driving. T- I was delivering tiles. I was doing the UPS loading trucks in the morning before mm-hmm. I would deliver. Like you know, I kind of, kind of the, well, kind of the, the comedy kind of started after the UPS. But so I was delivering the tiles and stuff like that. So you have to have a real job to get gas and clothes and cigarettes and bourbon to get to the shows. <laughs> so because you're, you're the, not, the necessities, you're not, gonna, you're not gonna get paid. Like you're not gonna get paid. See, this is I, the truth. I, this is the I truth. I literally say. When the young guys ask me, the young guys that are starting out, they go, uh, like, like a kid is just starting. Like you just did his first open mic and he shows up to one of my showcases and he's like, because his friend said, show up and maybe he'll give you a spot or whatever. And I'm like, I have no idea where he is. And the guy's like, I'm just starting out comedy. What do you, what do you think? I go, if you hate women and money, it's the best job ever because you'll never <laughs> see either one ever again. <laughs> Everybody thinks we're rich and we're rich yeah, and famous. We are so, not rich and we're not famous. This is so true. I swear to God, this is because, so because true. you're going to work for free for three, like two or three years. So, <laughs> my teacher, this woman Carrie, so she she goes, I'm going to introduce you to these like the four, my four favorite headliners of Long Island. So she introduced me to this guy George and Kevin and Paul and Keith. So uh-huh. they're like they were like my idols back then, idols. So they they would call me up and be like, oh yeah, Terry, so what's up? It's Keith. We're going to Aguam, Massachusetts. Uh, and, and I'm on Long Island, so it's quite a trip. Right, he's like, yeah. He, he's like, you want to come with me? You, you, you get a six-minute spot, no money. And I'm like, all right, where do you live? I'll be there. Oh, yeah. And I'd pull up in front of his house, and we drive up there, and boom, I'd do the spot, come home, nothing. No money, 
nothing but you know i got the adrenaline rush of a couple maybe a couple giggles from a real crowd yeah exactly and that's, and that's all i did and then some guy then this guy george gallo started taking me around and he's like all right he's a host but i'm trying to get past the feature and so yeah, that's what you do you always take the next with if a club doesn't know you and you think you're a feature you take the host job and then if you hope you're that funny where they go hey next time you come back here i want you to feature and you're like yep Boom, yeah, you take the take the host job, sure. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. You take you take the next one down. If you're if you if you're a pretty good host, but these the club owner doesn't know you, you beg the headliner your friends with to take you there as a guest spot. Get, do a mid. We go, used to say, hey, you Scott Midler. Good. I'm going to let you host next time. Or we Scott Midler. The, you were the Midler. You were like the you're the you're yeah, the yeah, ten minute guy. You're yeah, the they, they all they all have multiple names. It's it's host slash MC middle slash. Uh, Feature and the, closer slash headliner. A headliner, yeah. And then and the only person who makes any money is a headliner. And nobody, and nobody, seen, and nobody knows that, but really the only person, I mean. And, and the feature actually is the best spot in the show because you watch the host, you go up there, you do a half hour, and then you, you grab a drink and watch the headliner. And you're enjoy done. The show. It's really, and you're done. Yeah, and yeah. you have no responsibility either. Like, they don't have to come see you when you're the feature, but when you're the headliner, that's when you're jumping on Instagram and you're jumping on Facebook and you're like, hey, come out. Hey, uh, hey everybody, I'll be here. Da, da, da. And because also, if you bomb, if, if you bomb, is, you're yeah, helping no, the headliner. Bomb. You know, I mean, yeah, if, if you have a, if the audience doesn't respond to you, right, doesn't take to you, you don't get, then guess what? Yeah, well, you helped what him. Happens in the, in the business, if the headliner can't follow you, you're now the headliner. <laughs> exactly. That's how they bump yeah. you up. If I'm, yeah. if I'm middling and I kill, yeah. and then the headliner. First place is a Cadillac. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Second place is a, a set of knives. You know, third place is you're fired. Yeah. No, that was that's literally what it is. If if the, if so, if the headliner cannot follow the middle, not saying he's never going to be the headliner again, but now you just bump that guy up. That middle is now a headliner. That middler's he, a headliner, exactly. Yep. Exactly. So that's how it happens. So, so you should be a comedian for comedians, man. I mean, I mean, there's there's got to be a niche for that because I mean, oh my God, nobody gets it. You're right, nobody gets it. People are like, oh, uh, they you know most. Of them, I'm like, listen. If I had a million, if I'd have had like maybe a million bucks when I was like 21, I could have afforded to become a really great comedian. Okay. Yeah. Well, you got, you got to be humble. That's what it is. You, first of all, like you're, some people think you're like this big deal and, uh, and some, and then people who know better don't. <laughs> it's, it's funny, like like, it's just like like if I have a really good set, and I'm at the, I'm at the funny bone in Virginia or something, and then some guy called, "Hey man, you mind if I take a picture with you?" I'm like, "Yeah, of course." You know why? Because I'm an alcoholic ex-UPS driver that just tells jokes. That's why I'm nobody. Take a picture of me. Yeah, take a picture. Yeah, or the first time yeah. they ask you for an autograph, my God, I'm just a jerk off that dresses up a bit like a cop on movie sets, and now I came to your town and told jokes. <laughs> That's why you can take a picture of me because I'm not. Call us Mencio, whoever. <laughs> right, and I won't. And I won't say. Did he ever say you're an asshole? Well, good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. See, see what I did there, Craig. See how I came back there. <laughs> see how that happened. See, <laughs> Mister Time Monster over here is like crunching the numbers on me. Terry, what's your biggest? You've been on Comedy Central. Is that? Would you say that's your biggest stage, or where would you say is your biggest? Well, stage? Com well, Comedy Central credit comes from the Little Caesars commercial because it was filmed by Comedy Central. Oh, so I was. I didn't have a. Yeah, I didn't have a special or anything like that. You'll probably never see me in a special because I'm. I'm I'm on the the wrong side of uh, Comedy yeah. Central politically. Yeah, I was about to say, man. I mean, everybody's like, "Oh, when are you gonna see me on HBO?" I'm like, "You might see me on Fox News and the Greg Gutfeld show." That's about as far as I'm gonna go. <laughs> you know what? The uh, because, yeah, uh, the, the I can totally see you media. there. That's why I know I'll never be famous because for, for for that reason, right right there alone, 
yet, yet everything else that's real. Oh, Mil- Miller but, made a living off of it, right? I mean, yeah, you know. no, but, Mil- but Miller hit before liberals hated our fucking guts. Right, you're right. And he was when a liberal he, when he, he hit. hit. He was a liberal when he hit. He hated there's, Reagan. There's a guy, Nick DiPaolo, he's one of my idols, and he's very on the right side. And, you know, he's big, but he should be way bigger. He should be really, really, really famous. But Comedy Central gave him one special, and they probably like, oh, he put up a Trump tweet or something. Like he should be huge. He should be Bill Burr huge. Man, this is, like, huge. this is like this is like it's like McCarthyism. And I think they held him down because it's because political thing. This is like McCarthyism, it, isn't it? I mean, isn't this it, the same thing? It's absurd. It, I, I just, I've never seen anything like it. I'm not saying I'm like a 60 year old guy and I've seen it all, but. I'll be 47 this this Saturday on 420. But ah, you're young, you're young. <laughs> but I, uh, I I've never seen it like this. I've never seen you know. I hate you because you didn't vote for the lady I wanted you to vote for. I've oh, never God. seen that in this country. It's uh, it goes against everything we grew up with in the 70s and 80s. Well, how big, everything? How big will you go? I mean, what's the biggest stage you think you you'll get on or have been on or? I don't know. The biggest one I've been on to date is this place called the Paramount in Long Island. It was like a 1,700-seater. Wow. And I was on that on St. Patrick's Day because I have have an Irish last name, and they had four comics with Irish last names. Yeah, uh, there you go. There you go. Yeah, I was like, "Uh, just throw throw five leprechauns up out there. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, you with the face, come here. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. You with the drink we, in your hand. We need a, we need a right. headed guy and a blonde guy with freckles. Okay. Headed girl. Who's got elevated liver enzymes? Raise your hand. Who's got Irish guy who drinks way too much scotch? Yeah. Yeah. I drink. Who's got elevated liver enzymes? Raise your hand. Okay. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. You're up. What's the comedy? What's the comedy place downtown? What's the comedy it? place downtown. Yeah. It's, it's a, called the comedy place. No, it's not. Uh, uh, which they're, one? They're like French comedy. Uh, well, there's Comedy Zone. Comedy Zone. Do you comedy know any of the Comedy Zones? I work for the Comedy Zone, and if they ever answer my emails again, I'll love to come down there. <laughs> it's it's unbelievable. They just they don't they just I send them I, I and I'm like, dude, I bring people there. I do well. I promote, which was what no comedians do. Right. Comedians right. do not even promote themselves. They 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 show up and they think that like there's just going to be a crowd there, like they're Jim Brewer, and they're like, yo, you're Joey Smith. Nobody knows you. You're not Jim Brewer. You have to friggin' promote yourself. It's and I promote myself like crazy. So and I don't, I don't know. That's, it's I'm changed so, so much. Those guys man. have zoned out of me. I, the only time, two times I've been, uh, I've done comedy in South Carolina, which I loved, was the Comedy Cabana in Myrtle Beach. Uh huh. Okay. And they do like a Tuesday through Saturday. It was like five, six shows. It was great. Uh, but I think, I think the Booker kind of tends to go with the more very clean and crowd friendly and almost jesus people so the fact that i say blow job on stage i'm probably not going to go be the other anymore well, terry do you what if they say hey keep it clean can you or is that just not i will try my best to, to no yeah well, well i don't i'm not dirty i'm just yeah. angry and opinionated and i yeah. say things yeah there's like a difference 19, there's I a say difference. things like it's 1970. I'm talking about Italians. I say Guineas. You know, oh, yeah, say, that'll you know, do it. I say I say all this the, the Puerto Rican guy over there. I, you know, I flip my bike upside down outside the McDonald's because I didn't want a Puerto Rican guy to steal it. So like you know, <laughs> like that's that's what I say because that's how I grew up, and I yeah. don't care about people's feelings because I was born in 1972. And if your mommy and daddy raised a pussy and a sentence hurts you, I don't care about. I'm not helping you. I'm not helping you. Feelings. It's like that. I'm not helping you. I'm not helping you if I if I soften up. 
Terry, that's not help helping you. you. If I if I don't tell you like it is, I'm not helping you. I'm you know, uh, I'm no, not... that's that, that's well. Somebody asked me the other night, and he goes, "They're like, what 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 do you do? What exactly do you do?" I said, "I just tell honest stories, and if they're funny, good." Yeah. And then the people are like, "With well, you soften up a little bit, you'll get booked more." I go, "If I soften up a little bit and I become less genuine, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to be like <laughs> the the really clean, safe, crowd friendly, hacky douches that I see doing this." I don't. I would. I wouldn't. I couldn't live with myself. Uh, if you, I can go up there and just be me and be real. When I go on stage, it's like me in the car with two of my best friends, and I say whatever the hell I want, whenever I want. Because that's, that's what you can do. That's what you can and do. It, and it's not dirty, and I don't curse that much. But I. But you know, I blatantly. You know, I literally will call people out for buying their eight-year-old kid an, an iPhone. I just said, "You're an idiot for doing that. You're a failure <laughs> of a parent." You, you, like the, the phone I had was the Fisher Price phone that rolls on the floor with the eyeballs that went up and down. I, I, I had one of those. I, I had you one of those. You don't need a smartphone. That is an eight-year-old. What are you, you going to go on the, the notebook option of the iPhone and put a, <laughs> a play date in the sandbox on Wednesday and, and set the alarm? You don't Me need an iPhone. I'm messaging Julie. Yeah. Uh, it, it, look, uh, I mean, the great thing is you can go on stage and, and, and that's a, that's this like world where you really can be yourself. I told a friend of mine, I said, look, uh, I, I smoke cigars every now and then. OK, I smoke cigars. So, OK, I said, I said, um, look, I'm going to go into this club and I'm going to tell them that uh, I'm a performer, that I'm a, I'm a comedian. Uh, why? I go, because I want to smoke a cigar. Because if I get up on stage, I can smile. You can smile. Hey, man, I'm, it's part of my act. I'm, I'm, I'm like Ron. Uh, yeah, what's his name? Ron White. Ron yeah. White. Yeah, I'm I Ron, Ron White. White. Ron yeah. White's one of my one of my absolute influences. I love that guy. I love that guy because yeah. it just well, be, I, he's I, real. I, I did a it's funny. I did a bar in Spartan Spartanburg years ago, and we smoked right on stage. Right yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. You can smoke. I mean, the thing is, it's all that is part of the if it's part of your act. You can do it. So I am yeah. really tempted to just stand up there, smoke a cigar, and go, I got nothing, guys, but, man, this stogie's awesome. And just sit there and drink my scotch and go, what? You came here for funny? This is really hilarious. Ron, I'm going to ask Comedy Zone here in Greenville if they'll – Let me smoke on stage? No, if they'll let uh, – uh, I'm going to ask them if they'll let – oh, oh, yeah, yeah. You're going to pull, your, yeah, pull your weight? You're going to pull your weight? Tell them the booker already knows me, and he puts me in Fredericksburg all the time, Harrisburg and – and Charleston, West Virginia, but for some reason, he, the, the the Carolinas is like he won't friggin' put me there. And it's funny because as as a right wing guy, I have most of my followers are in Texas, Mississippi, <laughs> North South, South Carolina. Carolina. Yeah, I'm not kidding you. The Carolinas love me, and they're always inboxing me everywhere. Like, yo, when are you coming to Raleigh? When are you coming to Wilmington? When are you coming to here? Columbus, all this crap. And I'm like, I don't know. I have no idea because these guys, you you send them their veils and available dates and they he goes off into the oblivion the oblivion and then they just keep putting the same guys on that they play golf with oh okay us. all right yeah, yeah. it's amazing well if he I, does go, if he does then, i just want to go on i'll go on i'll go on it's like certain certain comedy club chains that i'm in i'll go on there and i'll see who the headliner is and i'll go look and i'll be like oh he has 1100 followers i have twenty five thousand followers oh it's a really God. good idea to book him over me yeah, I, it's amazing. I, it's amazing. The, uh, the you know, politics I, in New York and stuff. I can imagine why, though. Especially, I it's mean, do you even go to California? Do you even go there? If the, if the Booker played played golf with some guy six years ago, he's going to get nine weekends a year, and I'm going to get nothing. Oh my basically god! Basically, what it is. Oh my god! Yeah, it, you're right. Terry, you're just right. He's right. What, what TV shows? What TV shows have you have you done? I mean, there's you've been on Law and Order. 
Empire. Yeah, well, yeah, well, it's, it's it's like it's like background. That's basically what it is. But I'm always in like all the episodes. And you're always a cop. I'm always a cop. Always. I actually have I have a New York City uniform. Oh wow! And you are always That's, a cop. So have... when I I went into the SAG union, everybody said, if you the way you look in your age, if you get a uniform, you'll work all the time. So yeah. So oh, I was man. I was a stand-in on New Amsterdam. For the guy with the beard, Iggy, the character Iggy uh-huh. on the, the New Amsterdam, the hospital show. Uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Then, and then they, the, another guy came in that they promised it to first. So that book, her book's Law and Order. So now I think she feels guilty and she's like, I'm going to give you tons of Law and Order. Boom, boom, boom. She treats me very well. But, well, you'll uh, be on, you'll, hey, you'll be on, uh, you'll be on reruns till like the year 2080. I mean, that that, that show's never going to stop. So. Are you doing, oh, it's, it's ridiculous. Are you yeah. doing speaking roles on any of those yet or upcoming? N- no, no, not. No, not the not the TV stuff because you got to you got to go to audition auditions. So if I could go get paid three four hundred dollars to be a fake cop rather than go to audition <laughs> where you don't you might not get the part and you don't get paid. Right now, I am not financially. Uh, I'd take the three four hundred bucks. I sure would. Yeah, yeah so there I you gotta go. go in there. Plus, I'm in a union, so it's it, it builds another pension. So even though I'm the biggest f up in my family, I have two pensions. Oh man! Well, there you go, man. Yeah. Uh, I, it, it, wait, wait, he's looking at me again. Stop staring at me. I basically, <laughs> I want to make sure I have two pensions when I get older because you know you could do comedy till you drop, but if you have the two pensions, and then if you don't get booked as a comedian when you're older, right? Then having the two pensions prevents you from eating cat food. Yes, the exact reason why so. I bought houses that I could rent out. Exact uh-huh. reason. That's, I told somebody, I said, look, man, when I'm 90, I won't be able to do anything, probably. You know, I'm luck, but I'll yeah. be able to cash a check, guarantee you. Guarantee yeah. you. So guarantee you, I'll yeah. be able to cash a check. So, so co- contrary to what all these wacko gym people and these people that are on a keto diet and drink apple cider vinegar every day, co- contrary to what they think, guys like me who chain smoke and drink bourbon and eat bacon <laughs> four times a day, I'm going to end up living till I'm 90. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> like, man. Like, like, yeah, like, like Burgess Meredith. So I'm, I'm trying to plan for the future. If, uh, you're doing a good job. You're doing a good job. Uh, uh, bourbon or scotch? I, I'm more scotch. That's a... I was a scotch guy, and then my, my buddy Timmy came over to my apartment, and we had like a little drinking get-together. Okay. And he walked in my house with bullet rye, and it was all over. I went right to rye, bourbon, whiskey, and then abandoned scotch. Uh, well, there, then try the Jefferson. Oh, man. It's it's called Jefferson. It's made at the Thomas Jefferson Estate. I mean, you know. Oh, wow. Oh, the new, my, my, my new favorite is I went to Dayton, and there's a there's a great bourbon, straight straight barrel bourbon or something called New Riff. New They're Riff? Out of, uh, Newtown, Kentucky. Newport, Kentucky. Okay. Something like that. I got. I had it in Dayton, and I the guy brought me a glass. I drank it. It, was, it tastes like burnt wood. It was amazing. It was the <laughs> it was the best bourbon I've had in years. Okay, now I'm thirsty. Like, you, you can stop. I'm yeah, thirsty now. And, and then I went back to the bar, and I'm like, "Yeah, I need another one of those." And he goes, "Oh, that was the last. That that pod, that bottle's gone." I'm like, "Son of a bitch!" <laughs> you like, know what happens to me? I've had in, in four years, I went back for a second bourbon, and they were out of the bottle. Like. I think it was like a promo bottle, like they were they were doing like a shout out to the company. So, so you so you openly admit you play a stereotype, right? I mean, it's fine, and you're fine yeah. with that, right? Yeah. See, yeah, okay, I'm, I had this discussion. I'm, I am Archie Bunker in 2019. That's all there is to it. I, 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 I had this discussion, same thing with a guy. The, the, check this out. This Jewish guy I know, right? And he was complaining to me. He said, and just he goes. 
oh man, this one guy, I, I said, yeah, this guy asked me if I knew any good, you know, uh, if I knew any good lawyers. And I'm like, you think he said that because you're Jewish, right? No, he's like, yeah. I'm like, oh my God. I was like, yeah, how horrible. I was like, so let me get this straight. People think that because you're Jewish, you are intelligent, smart, yeah. have a good job, and money. Wealthy. Yeah. I was like, listen, I'm Irish, okay? Everybody asked me exactly. where the good bar is, and they named an entire like way to transport drunk people to the jail after yeah. me. Okay, they didn't call it. They didn't, hey, man, I guarantee you, they didn't call it the Jewish wagon. They called it the paddy wagon for a reason. Okay, exactly. And, and, right. and I'm like, I'm really crying a river for your like, you know, horrible stereotype. I'm like, yeah, I know. please, that's, hor that's horrible that people think you're successful. And, and, I know. How do you live? Them. My God, it must be terrible walking into. A place my, knowing everybody here probably thinks I'm intelligent. <laughs> my, my, my buddy, my buddy Mike Keegan has a great joke. He's like, whenever you see you'll be going to a new town somewhere and you see an Irish flag, it's always a bar, it's never <laughs> a library, it's never a library. It's a bar. <laughs> like, it's like it's like we Irish people. We know what we are. It's like, I, I, I literally do a joke. I literally do a joke where I say stereotypes are true they're 90 percent true that's why there's nobody ever said look at the asian guy over there with the huge penis they said that about the black guy i said i i said when i when this show's over i'm going out to get drinks i'm gonna call i'm gonna call brian sullivan okay because i'm going out to drink when i want my taxes done i'm calling saul rubenstein i said i don't want an irish guy doing my taxes they're shit-faced all the time and then forget to carry the seven no yeah exactly well i mean that was like you know, how life was i mean that was like and and still i mean like i told a friend of mine i'm like uh, uh I, you know, I lived in london for a little while oh god i know about socialism trust me but uh, i lived in london for a little while went over to ireland and i'm like oh my god i'm in the country i'm like you know if these guys had an aa meeting they'd have to have it in the pub there's no other play. I mean, there's no other play. I'm like, I'm like, imagine. You have to trick them. Yeah, you have to trick them saying, you want to go to the bar tonight? And then yeah. like, hey, it's like, oh, we're closed. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, no, we, no. We got we to gotta, we gotta talk. Have a seat. Like, you can have an intervention with the entire country. You just have to get on the on the TV. Look, Ireland. I'm glad. Could you just sit down for a minute? We need to talk. It's like, I, I don't know. I don't know why. But for some reason, you've done a little damage. When I went to Ireland, I couldn't find anything to eat. They're, all they do is drink. I would walk. I swear to God, I, you know, I, I was there for eight days. I ate, I ate Johnny Rockets for eight days. <laughs> it, was the, it was actually open till midnight. I would walk into every pub and go, you have a menu? And he goes, oh, we stopped serving food hours ago. I'm like, when do you serve food? He's like, between like three and four, and it's over. <laughs> it's like you, drink, you got one hour. They, That's they it. drink their calories. That they, there's yeah. no food. Yeah, dinner's night. being poured. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. don't. They don't understand. Like people get munchies. Like if, if I'm drinking for four or five hours, I want mozzarella sticks. Uh, I gotta eat. Fingers. I gotta eat. That's why they made waffle houses in the south. So Terry, <laughs> it's true, man. It's true. That stuff is is golden after a night. Terry, it sounds like uh, your goal is to continue to be a comedian. But, yeah, yes. but Craig, when you come in, it's like it's like this voice of like, okay, uh, okay, can you stop playing for a little while? I just need to know some things here. Um, well, I just wanted people to learn more about it. But Terry, you want to do speaking roles, right? I mean, you want to move on into that aspect. Yeah, acting, I mean, right? yeah, yeah, definitely. But I'll, I'll never stop doing comedy. I, I can hit the lotto tomorrow, and I'll never, I would never stop it because. That's good. But no, you I, do. Take, you do more I, because you could. Weeks, you do more because you could. Two, yeah, if I take two weeks off, I get like the, the jitters. Like it's 
It's yeah, the but, weirdest. Like I, I was actually like a full blown drug addict before I started this, and I stopped doing those because the laughs make me feel so good. It was better than anything I could shove up my nose. Yeah, amen. Anything. You're absolutely right. That's how right. good it is. You're absolutely I've right. Gone, I've, I've done comedy shows at rehabs. I told them that story. You might not be a comedian. Maybe you're a badass violin player or a drummer or a sick poet, but find something and stop doing the stupid shit you're doing because when I got the first laugh on stage, I never thought about that white garbage ever again. That's yeah, well, I, the, 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 and, and, and you're absolutely right. The fur it hooks you. The first laugh, real, genuine laugh you get. Yeah, you my are. My first laugh was to 180 people. It sounded, it felt like a wave. It almost knocked me down. I, I, it was yes, the most amazing feeling. Yes, you are ever. so right. I mean, it is a, it, and and you're not ready for it, you know, because yeah. you're thinking, okay, but and then everybody laughs, and it's almost like you didn't expect that, you know. And then, like the, the, I mean, yeah, the, 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 the comedian I know that does like, he used to do heroin, and he's like, dude. It's the greatest feeling ever. I go, well, when you become a better comedian and you get a laugh. You'll realize, yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's true, though. It's true. Craig's waiting for his. No, It'll come, Craig. It'll come. Yeah. <laughs> It'll come, I Craig. promise. <laughs> Craig, give, yeah. Craig give, me no, give me number 10. <laughs> okay, thanks. Yeah, you're saving them over Wow. Here. That was good. Number 10 is what other hobbies do you have outside of show business or can stand up? Any day that I'm not fake hopping it in the city. Yeah. On set on the sets, I if it's in the sub when the winter I just sit around and watch Fox News and play on my phone. In the summer I fish in the Hamptons you, as you, much as I can. Wow! Yeah, I would have never salt, nailed salt, you as a. Salt, fi- salt I would have never seen you a fisherman. Never seen that. Yeah, I, I only started five six years ago, but I became obsessed with it with another comedian guy named Tony Landolfi. So me, him, and his like seventy eight year old dad from Italy, we go out there, and the three of us in the van is just ridiculous. Like talk about it. it's a comedy show in the van. But then we go fishing. And the, the, these two guys basically taught me to fish. Like, I didn't know a damn thing five, six years ago. Oh, wow. Okay, so I'm getting that, Okay, I'm getting Time Monster looking at me. He is absolutely staring well, me down. I, just, I know Terry's got to go and we got to go. But, Terry, it's been a, a great interview. What I wanted you to do is where, if anyone wants to book you, if anyone wants to word Instagram. Well, you're going to go by, down and talk to the guy at the. I'm, I'm going to talk to Comedy Zone here, but. If someone's listening, that's... and I'm going to open by smoking a cigar for five minutes. That's <laughs> yeah. And if anybody wants to, if anybody wants to, sh- if anybody wants to show, no matter, no matter how small and pathetic your town is, yeah, you should see the list. You should see the list of uh, dive bars we're doing in May. I'm not even kidding you. I, like awesome. literally, people people hit me up and go, "Hey, you want to come? Want to go do my place?" And I'll throw them a number and we'll set up a date. And we do it because in May I'm going to Charleston, uh, Charlestown, West Virginia, Mobile, Alabama, Logan's Fort, Indiana. Uh, Joplin, Missouri, South Bend, Indiana, Rocky Mountain, North Carolina. It probably might be the closest one to you guys. Right, yeah. It's still, still too far. Uh, Harrisburg, PA, Fairfax, Virginia, Houston, uh, Houston, Texas, Dallas, Texas, possibly Little Rock, Arkansas. Okay. So, And not all these are huge comedy clubs. A lot of them are just little bars, but not, everybody understand, a lot of people don't understand. The comedy scene has gone very alt now. There's people doing comedy shows in coffee houses and the back of pizzerias, and so the dive bar shows are like they're actually really fun. And oh yeah, I can do, and that's what I can do. My real act is in the comedy club. I kind of curtail it a little bit and don't get too nuts. Yeah, but when but when I yeah I'm in the I'm I'm in a dive bar. I go just full tilt. Yeah, because every everybody's in a dive bar. I mean, yeah, yeah. And if you put up any clips or any stuff about this, you can just tag me in the Instagram, and people can inbox me, whatever. I will. And do you have you done a cruise ship? Just curious. 
No, you have to do an uh, true cruise tips, cruise ships. You have to do two uh, an ultra clean set, oh, very yeah, family, yeah, very right. very family kids, friendly. Eight, kids come. Yeah, yeah. Eight o'clock, you got to do family, and then at midnight they say come back. Yeah, they, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. They have actually they have a six ultra clean as kids. Oh, then yeah. then there's like a PG thirteen set at eight, and then at and then at midnight they want you to be overly dirty, like really dirty. Yeah, which yeah. you know what I got. I got. I'm gonna give you a, the best compliment I think I can give. Most comedians, you don't you don't do blue, but what you do is you because there's a difference, and this is what people don't get. There is a difference between I'm 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 throwing out a word, I'm saying shit, whatever, fuck, it doesn't matter. Okay, I'm throwing out a word. All right, there's a difference between I'm using that word to emphasize something else, and it's it works in my set as opposed to. I'm saying this to shock you so that yes. you will think I'm funny. And that's and, and people not that how say it works. the F word too much yeah. are usually doing it because they are afraid of the crowd. A comedian is afraid of the crowd. Mm-hmm. So he's going to shock frust- them. Or, yeah, or they're frustrated that they're bombing. So they start really effing it up a lot. Mm-hmm. So I literally, I, I only have two essential times i drop the f word where it's in the punch and i have to do it because i've done it without it and the and the laugh isn't as big yeah and it's yeah. so funny this is the one thing when people don't understand like 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 you just said you know you're not i'm not blue i'm true that's my saying oh wow okay it's, yeah it's, it, yeah, it's all just honesty it's all it is yeah that's why that's what i was trying to say people understand uh there's a there's a booker on long island and, and he used to book me for like bar shows and, and fire departments and camps, you know, Knights of Columbus and Moose Lodges and Elks and everything was great. Ah, and then all of a sudden he got, he got all these douchey people he was getting doing business with that would say, we want a really clean show, really clean show. So every time I go to a show and then they don't tell me when they book me, I show up there, the book, like the guy when was running the show goes, uh, I don't know if uh, Jimmy told you, but it's like, you know, it's an older crowd. They want it really clean. And uh, what I'll do is I'll start off normal. And then I go, hey, does anybody mind if we're realistic and maybe a little dirty? Aren't we all adults here? And some 80-year-old woman will stand up, throw her hand in the air and go, it's about fucking time. <laughs> they will. It's always the oldest woman in the audience. Goes, My God, I thought you were a pussy. Be real already. Oh, God. And then I, and then I just unleash the beast and I'm, I'm all over it. Oh, wow. That's like book material right there. Because nobody wants it clean. People think they do or bookers think the people do, but the people don't. I mean, a couple times I've been a little tame and then afterwards they're like, I don't know. I saw stuff online. I thought you were going to be way funnier. And I'm like, I wasn't allowed to tonight. Yeah. And it's hard to explain that to them. Like I got censored before I came through the door. Yeah. It's hard to explain it when the guy goes, I'll give you $400 if you can be mildly clean. And then uh, Verizon's about to shut your cell phone off. So you go, you know what? I'm yeah. Be mildly clean. Yeah. Did you hear the one about, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Is it 400 bucks? Is that cash? Is that cash? No problem. There you go. All right. So, exactly. So Terry McNeely can be found on Facebook and Instagram. That's your main two social media. Yeah. It's Terry, Terry, Mc, Terry McNeely comedian on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. All, all and three Twitter. of them, same thing. Okay, we're on Same that. exact thing. And, and Terry, it has been a pleasure. Uh, I, I know I have yeah, hogged man, I'll, the I'll conversation. I'll call you guys again, definitely. Hit me up. I have hogged the conversation, but uh, if we if we work out this thing down here. <laughs> Nothing's new. <laughs> this guy has to deal with me all the time. We had, we had 14 questions. I would actually do a show on an off night 
when the club doesn't have anything, if you guys want to like put something together. Okay. Hey, man, like, that sounds like a plan, shows, man. Like sponsor the show and we'll co-promote it. I- I'll definitely do that. Man. I could show you Greenville. Let me tell you, man. Well, I could I'm show you so, Greenville. Like, like, like the Comedy Zone will, will pro- might have a night where they'll let you. Oh, on an off night? Like, yeah, I'll talk. Yeah, well, they'll, they'll let you guys put on a show there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sponsored by your radio thing, and then you make me the headline or whatever, and on like sure. a Wednesday or a Thursday or a Sunday, and I'm always you know, coming up and down through there and stuff, so I would definitely okay. do it. All right. All right, man. Yeah, well, we got your info, and, and, and that'll work. And, guys, so if you're uh, – Listen, and uh, I hope Alec Baldwin unblocks you. I hope uh, I hope Alec, ba- Alec Baldwin doesn't have the guts to unblock this guy. Man. In, in all my bios on Twitter and Instagram, it literally says on the bottom, Alec Baldwin blocked me because he's a pussy. Oh, that's so it's, funny. It's, it's, oh, I just it's, love hearing that. In my bio. I saw it on Instagram. I showed Ron. In my bio. I put up a Facebook post about five years ago, and it just says, I want to fight Alec Baldwin. Who can make this happen? Oh God! Oh, if only I would love. Oh my God! It is the most pompous. Sign. I wish I was. That's why I want to be famous because I want to be able to put to tweet that out and have someone tag him in it, and then there's somebody, somebody like AJ Benza, you know, like puts together like a pay per view fight. <laughs> I'm just wondering what it's like to be that guy's insurance agent. I mean, like you know, like uh, to cover his liability because you know, I mean, like if he says stuff like that to his kid, I can only imagine. You know what I mean? Like I can well, only imagine. He, he, he shoved some lady down in McDougal Street in the village you know, a couple of months ago for a parking spot. Yeah, God, what oh, yeah, a he's always ripping cameras out of people's hands yeah. and throwing them across the street. He's like he's like Sonny on The Godfather. He throws the camera across the street and then throws him like five hundred dollars on the floor. I always said the Baldwin's are like the southern. They're like a, they're like a they're they're a family that should be a southern family. You know, it's like <laughs> there should be Ma Baldwin go talk about her kids. You know, well, there's Alec and let me tell you about him. And and then you got the other one. He's like born again, like you know, like uh, Stephen. Stephen's Stephen. the only Republican. Is he's the only and he's Republican like real family. hardcore Republican. You got Alan. You got yeah. I mean, I just I always wanted to like. If there was like maybe like you could play a part like you are like called like Frank Baldwin and you're just an insurance adjuster. Yeah, yeah, you do okay. nothing. Yeah, like I, yeah, I'm Frank Baldwin. Every yeah. time I put a picture of myself on it, someone will go, "You look like the unsuccessful Baldwin," and they'll make up a they'll make up a name like that, like Bobby Baldwin. Bobby Baldwin, yeah, or something like that. It's ridiculous. I'm Bobby Baldwin. I do part time work. Thank I'm basically you. a Tim. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby Baldwin. That would be a great. I mean, that's a great nom de plume. Okay, all right. Terry, we've had a great time. This will be on Spotify. <laughs> yeah, iTunes, we gotta go. The TuneIn app. It'll be. It'll have you tagged. It'll be on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the whole nine. Yeah. Yards. Thanks so, so much for calling, Terry. And, and Thank I'll you. share it with you right before we post it. So thanks. Uh, I'll have it to you within twenty four hours. So thanks, Terry McNeil. We appreciate it. Thank you, Terry. Bye, man. Bye. Thank you, guys. Have fun.